<laughs> just having that kind of support from another female was yeah. unheard of for me. Being encouraged by Jordan to just continue. You know, if she could open up her own studio, then what was stopping me from doing anything that I was loving to do? Now, I feel like both of our circles are filled with these people who just want nothing but to see other people succeed. Hey everyone, it's Shane. I'm back to Basic Breath. Today our guest speakers are two friends of mine who really mean a lot to me. Jordan and Steph, they will be talking to us all about the real, authentic sides of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and about their personal experiences within their business of yoga and plant health and why that matters to them, why it should matter to you, and how it intertwines with their journey and where they are today. So let's get started. So good to have you both. Jordan and Steph mean so much to me. Um, I met them both in college. So really just last year, I was working with Jordan. She was my boss at a yoga studio, even though she hates when I call her my boss. I love doing it because she's an amazing <laughs> boss and deserves to be called a boss. Um, and Steph's her best friend who I met through teaching yoga at Misfits, and she has her own company, and they are both honestly doing so, so much. So I'll let them introduce themselves just a little bit before we dive in. So Jordan, if you yeah. want to start us um, off. I'm Jordan, uh, born and raised here in Graham, North Carolina, and went to college at UNC Chapel Hill, and then somehow ended up making my way back here to Graham, um, and then kind of fell in love with yoga about, I guess it's been about four or five years ago and started my teacher training. And then from there, just kind of realized I wanted to be able to do my own thing. And in 2018, I opened a Misfit Studio, the yoga studio that <laughs> I own now. And yeah, that's basically what I do with all of my time. <laughs> hey, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm one of the co-owners of Mystic Roots Company. Um, Oh, how can I, how can I dissect that? <laughs> um, it's kind of like a little bit of everything. Um, I feel like it's a lifestyle of trying to green everybody's aura up and everybody's space. Um, I feel like that's honestly what helped me get through tough times. And I just kind of want to share that with everybody else. And that turned into a full-on company. Um, I... Anyway, I decided to take the the plunge, I guess, 2020, just because why not? You know, there was just so much happening and I felt like if I didn't do it now, then I felt like I was never going to do it. So I decided to uh, go along with my partner, Roger Moore, and open up Mystic Roots as a design company. And now it's taking a toll in different directions from workshops to designing gigs, to kind of making it a lifestyle or sharing our lifestyle with people. And I feel like with my community work that I've done in the past two years, that's also helped so much being able to find connections with people. And yeah, that's a little bit about mystics. I'm super excited um, to start off. I guess I'll start with Jordan. If you had to say your biggest takeaways from yoga, why 
you practice yoga and why it literally why you loved it so much that you wanted to uh, start a business out of it. Yeah. Um, so my like finding yoga was kind of a complex story for me. Uh, I was bullied a lot as a kid and a lot of the bullying kind of took place in PE classes. Like I have so much trauma from PE classes. Like I was the kid who got picked last, got made fun of and just from elementary school, really, I just kind of swore off any sort of physical activity. I was like, that's not for me. I'm bad at it. I don't like it. No bueno. (laughs) So, um, that was just kind of how my life progressed. I had other things that I did. I was in like drama club and things, but I just swore off anything fitness wise. And I was always, I was never like super unhealthy on the outside, but on the inside I was, I had horrible anxiety. Um, I didn't really eat well, when I got into college, I did a lot of binge drinking and just not really taking care of my body, um, along with being chronically anxious and depressed. And so then after I graduated from college, Shane, you might be experiencing this right now. I just was like in this sort of like funk of like, okay, now what? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, my whole life had been school and then I was just kind of thrown out to the wolves, like figure it out. Um, right. And then it started to kind of manifest in my health and I ended up getting really, really sick at one point and wound up in the hospital for, it was about a two week stay. And that two week stay turned into like months of recovery, which led to even more anxiety just about health. And then it was kind of a wake up call though of like, okay, I have to do something just because at the time I was 20, 22 or 23. And, you know, I realized that just because you're thin and just because you're in your twenties does not mean that you're healthy. Um, right. So I started looking into things. I was like, okay, the doctors say I need to exercise, but I don't want to do that. Um, I also needed to work on anxiety. So I got on Google and it kept leading me back to yoga, which I thought was the dumbest idea ever because I wasn't (laughs) flexible. I kept seeing these pictures of girls in like pretzel shapes. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like that's dumb. (laughs) Ew. And, but it just kept coming back. Like it showed up in every single Google search. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it. And so I watched uh, actually yoga with Adrian videos on YouTube in my living room, mm-hmm. because again, I refused to go and be around people. Cause I also assumed that like a yoga studio would be super judgy and that people would laugh at me or whatever. So I started doing it in my living room with YouTube videos. And then finally my husband actually convinced me to go to like a real life class. It was like after like a year of practicing at home and I did it and it just kind of grew from there. And it was the first physical activity that I had ever done where I didn't feel like anyone was judging me. No one was laughing at me. Everyone was encouraging. And it just made me feel confident for the first time ever. Like I felt comfortable in my own skin and yeah, that's why I love it so much. And honestly, that's why I want to share it with other people because our whole thing with misfit studio is creating a space where someone like me who never felt comfortable in their own body, who never felt like they could do any sort of physical fitness could come and feel supported and encouraged. And like a bad, like I want people to feel like they're part of a community where you can literally walk in the doors. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter what you're wearing or how flexible you are. You can just come in and be yourself and people are going to like hype you up for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's my biggest, honestly, like my biggest goal. It's not really even about yoga specifically. It's more about the community and having that support. That's so important. <laughs> and, um, obviously having taught there, I can stand behind Jordan 110% mm-hmm. saying that she has successfully been able to do that and to just make it a space for everyone. It's so special for sure. You realize when you were like 22, 23, that like, just because you might look healthy on the outside doesn't mean you're healthy on the inside. Yes. Um, I thought that was interesting. If you want to talk a little bit more about what 
being healthy means to you? Yeah. Um, well, I guess growing up, I never, like my parents never put much emphasis on like health and wellness. So I always just kind of thought mm-hmm. of health as being like, I don't know, eating healthy foods and exercising. And my idea of exercise was like, oh, I have to go like jog or go to the gym or whatever. Um, right. but then as I got older, I started to realize that like, it's so much more than that for me, mental health is huge. Uh, like a lot of my physical health problems stemmed from being just not in a good place mentally from being depressed, from beating myself up, not getting enough sleep, like self-medicating, whether it was with, you know, alcohol or just whatever, you know, people use in college to (laughs) just kind of numb all of the pain and not actually like confront it. And so for me, like health was really more about like taking that time to figure out what it is that I need. Like, what do I need to make me feel happy or not? I mean, no one feels happy all the time, but what do I need to make me feel better about myself and what makes me feel energized and good and like positive at the end of the day. And for me, a lot of that was like movement, you know, finding ways to be physically active, whether it's through yoga or just taking a walk or a hike or something. And then also a lot of like what I put into my body. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, drinking and eating fast food occasionally, but doing that seven days a week was just completely draining me. I constantly felt exhausted, you know, just fatigued. And I just never had any energy to do anything. And then when I started to be just more mindful of what I was doing, how I was treating my body, I started to realize like, oh my gosh, like I feel good. Is this how you're actually supposed to feel on a daily basis? And then... It just kind of, you know, branched out from there. But to me, it's all about listening to your body. Like I'm not someone who believes in like, you know, having like a strict vegan diet or anything like that. Like I don't really believe in, you know, those all or nothing type of things, but more just listening to what you need that day. And so that's always just been a huge thing for me. Some days it might look like eating donuts and doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) And other days it might be, you know, like eating a salad and doing you know, yoga three hours in that day. It just depends. Really listen to your body. Would you say that that skill was always within you or did yoga or the practice of yoga help you develop different abilities to kind of tune in and be like, this is what I need on one day and this is what I need on another? Or what does your self-check-in process look like? Yeah, I think think yoga was a huge part of that for me. It kind of taught me how to like turn my brain off and just listen to like what my body was telling me because I used to just get so consumed with anything that was stressing me out, whether it was work or school or whatever. I just, my brain was constantly on the go that I wasn't taking any time to Mm -hmm. think about what I needed. Um, and I think a lot of people get so caught up in like to-do lists and what they have that going on that day that they don't ever take the time to think, okay, that's awesome. But like, what is my body telling me right now? Um, and I think Shane, I feel like you spoke about this on your Instagram, like sometimes that might be sleeping in and like putting your to-do list for like to the side for a few hours and like knowing it'll still be there. And so I feel like yoga helped me to like create that space to sit there and think like, okay, I need to take a second and just breathe and then reevaluate what I need today. And something that keeps coming up with entrepreneurs is just like that hour to-do list. Never. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Never, ever, ever. (laughs) Right. It's this really long to-do list that we kind of pick one to three things from each day to try and, you know, nail down. And it is so important that we stop and we find a practice, whether it's yoga, you know, the movements, the meditation or whatever it is for you, but to be able to slow down, to listen to your body, because 
we we are our own bosses like we're the ones that get to decide like when am I working when am I breaking mm-hmm. and we also talked about how the breaks need to be real breaks not a break where you are watching tv but like you're scrolling through instagram still doing work or your head is still mm-hmm. churning you're still going in your head like well what am I going to do as soon as this breaks over like completely learning how like you said to like shut the mind and live off, in the present moment listen to the body yeah yeah do what you got to do to be mm-hmm. happy and we'll go Steph if you want to talk about and you're obviously I know you love yoga as well mm-hmm. so if you want to talk about just like plants yoga wellness um your kind of self-care routine what brings you joy what brings you peace okay um I guess I'll share the story of how Jordan got me into yoga (laughs) Um, so I was basically my self-care in that time period was going to the gym and honestly killing myself every single workout just kind Mm -hmm. of getting that frustration out that was my only outlet and Mm -hmm. so I feel like kind of touching back with what Jordan said, you're not really facing the problem. You're just kind of working your way around it and um, drowning yourself. Like with me, it was drowning myself with music, drowning myself with, within my workout. So it wasn't like I really had the time to think. It was just more of penting it out and sweating it out. So it was still there, but I never got to the root of the problem. So then I remember... Um, meeting with Jordan for the first time and we hit it off immediately felt like you know I had met her since forever and uh, she told me she invited me to a yoga class and so we went and I was very nervous because I told her you know I wasn't flexible I wasn't it wasn't something that I was comfortable with and to me in my mindset when I used to think of yoga it was honestly um, not for me in the sense that it felt like it was more for like people who had money or, you know, it wasn't just the availability for me. That's how it was set in my mindset. It was just not for me. And so I remember going and feeling so encouraged to, to, you know, continue to do it and like feeling everybody's motivation, feeling bouncing everybody's energy. And I liked it, but it still kind of didn't feel like I was being included, if that makes sense. So Mm-hmm. I remember when Jordan uh, shared with me that she wanted to open this, the yoga studio and knowing her and her husband, Josh, I just, I, I thought it was an amazing idea. And I knew that, you know, it would, they would hit it off perfectly. So I feel like that's why I dedicated so much time to helping them as well, because it was something that helped me, you know, I was getting, um, mm-hmm. advice from Jordan and, and there was just a welcoming to it. It wasn't like how she was saying it was it wasn't about how you look. It's not how you dress. It was just more about being inclusive and honestly helping someone else. Um, so when they opened the the yoga studio, it, it was amazing. Honestly, I just felt like I didn't feel judged. I felt like I could just go in there and work on myself. It was encouraging. And, you know, the, the atmosphere behind Jordan is just amazing. I feel like every time I would see her, it was just like a breath of fresh air from anything that was going on, you know, at home or work. It was just like, I can breathe as soon as I get in there. So I was always looking forward to that. Um, didn't want to miss any class just because that was my self care. I felt like finally I was taking a moment to just relax and how you guys were saying, like, 
not having to do um, in your mind a whole to-do list or thinking of the next thing, of you know, where you have to be at or just on the constant okay. move that I felt like I was always on. I felt like I was always running from one place to another. So I feel like that's what really honestly helped me on my journey. And then um, Mm -hmm. being encouraged by Jordan to just continue. You know, if she could open up her own studio, then what was stopping me from doing anything that I was loving to do? And so I was at my job and I felt like I could do more. And I felt like I had the potential to do it. I was just kind of like scared for that push and the initial, you know, saying that I quit and going for something that, you know, that's kind of scary. Um, so when I I remember telling her the story of what I wanted to do of like the plants and she always knew that I loved plants and the greenery and how Mm -hmm. my house was filled with them. And (laughs) so, yeah, once I took the plunge, she was completely, um, encouraging and the whole, the whole family around Misfits was too. They've been super supportive and, having that support system behind that I feel like is essential because any new step on an, I guess a new chapter in your, in your life, it feels, I don't know, unsettling. It feels strange. It's, there's just so much emotion behind it. So going forward, I feel honestly like nothing can stop me at this point. I kind of feel like fearless (laughs) just because I'm seeing every around me grow and like, having that inspiration I I love that just like how you know you post about you resting and like sleeping in which I used to feel so guilty about um but now it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. I need it I need that moment to myself I need that moment especially now that I'm Mm -hmm. I feel like more busier than ever and constantly doing things I do need that moment to rest I do need that yoga session that I thought I didn't need and there's times where like I get like teary-eyed too just because um, within my practice, I just feel so much better coming out of it than when I did, you know, with all my problems going in. So it's just such a stress reliever too. So, you know, that, that's just, I feel like that's, what's keeping my mental health stable too. Yeah. Just going in there and breathing and and taking a moment to myself too. Like seeing your journey, you know, what you're going through honestly has helped me so much because I'm, I'm the type of person that just kind of like shoves emotions down unless I'm by myself or in the shower. I don't really like think of it. So, you know, it's okay to sit and and feel it. And and that's what I've been reminding myself that it's okay to feel whatever it is. And even if you do have to cry about it, you feel so much better afterwards. Just like you said, for some reason, like crying, we we put on ourselves that that's Mm -hmm. weak and we can't, we don't have time to sit and cry. Like we're fucking (laughs) starting a business. I was reading a book that just talked about how important it is to cry. When we are not crying, all of those hormones are being processed by our liver instead. And it is a mm-hmm. lot of work, especially like I'm thinking about how much I cried yesterday. I'm like, how did I not let all of that out? My liver, my gut would have been processing all of those hormones. It would have been. And when people like us are so interconnected mm-hmm. with our mind, body, spirit, it mm-hmm. manifests Absolutely. physically. It's, it goes back to, uh, you know, our bodies telling us what we need. Our, you know, our bodies letting us know that we do need to take this time that maybe we've been working too hard. And that's why we're feeling like we're feeling crappy. And, and we only take that moment when you do feel sick, you know, we only take that moment to ourselves to call out of work to say, okay, yeah, I can't go in. And like, I really do need to take care of myself. That's the only really time that some people take to that. And I feel like that's also where that's coming from and the root of the problem, just like 
it goes, you know, how you said, into your liver. And then we end up feeling. As a mom, now I'm, I'm catching on to certain things, too, that I... I feel like have been passed down just like how, you know, when, when someone cries, you're kind of like, you were snapped, you were snapped at and told to kind of like shut it down right there. And then like, you couldn't even process that feeling. It was just kind of like, no, stop crying. And then, so like when I catch myself doing that, um, I have to remember not to, and and to apologize because I feel like that's what leads us into our, our, in our adulthood where we won't cry where we won't feel where we you know and that all roots to that so I feel like that's very something that we should always take in consideration a few things that you said I wrote down that really stuck with me you said um how you were kind of feeling Mm -hmm. that like what are you waiting for when you were thinking about starting your own thing and it's funny you say that because that was exactly the phrase that like lit a fire <laughs> under my ass in San Francisco last summer. Everyone mm-hmm. was kind of like manifesting, like doing their thing. And I was like, well, what would you tell yourself if you were my age again? And they were just like, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like just start, like give it a name, write it down, make an Instagram. Like, and, and I don't, it's crazy how just like five words, that don't seem that significant can like change your whole perspective. Like, yeah, yeah what am I waiting for? <laughs> I think it's such a powerful piece of advice to give to an entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, if I can do it, so can you. You also talked about um, pretty much turning your fear into mm-hmm. being fearless. And I was wondering if you wanted to go a little bit more into that process. After I guess it. my journey into the community didn't really start until two years ago. It was kind of, um, I was going through a bad breakup. I was just going through so much, um, in my life and I felt, you know, lost in direction. And so I felt that I needed to just get myself out there and figure it out somewhere or another. So I felt like maybe getting into the community would help. And so I started working with, um, downtown Burlington and downtown Graham, going to events and, I hated going to events just because like I get nervous and anxious meeting people and like doing small talk, but I felt like that was really Mm -hmm. the only way to, I started reading a lot of books and it was just talking about being out there and putting yourself into situations that might make you feel uncomfortable. And that's really the only way to break that obstacle and then also meet like-minded people. You're not going to meet people if you're just kind of like stuck in your own world and won't go out, you know? So I was right. like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to force myself to go. And I remember giving myself a pep talk before always talking. Cause I'm, I talk to myself. I feel like that's the only way to hype myself up. So I remember doing that mm-hmm. and starting to go to community events and it did in one way or another, like one door would open and uh, so many opportunities started um, coming to me. And then I started meeting like people who would, um, who was trying to help me with the business aspect, you know, like teaching me. Cause I'm more of a hands-on person than sitting in a classroom and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that I was getting um, all these opportunities for different positions and I honestly wasn't even qualified to do, but I was just like, you know what, if I say yes, then maybe I'll just learn. And you know, the, the thing is that if I get a no, I mean, I read a, a quote that it was just like, for how many no's, that you get, you're getting closer to that. Yes. 
So, you know, I was just jumping the gun and saying yes to mm-hmm. these positions. And I started learning, um, learning about the business administration. And so I was growing in that aspect and just gaining knowledge. And I started seeing that I was helping more businesses grow. And that actually started uh, my journey into more of the community aspect of networking. I just started boosting up uh, different businesses. I started, you know, using my platforms to where raise awareness for different things. And then it got to a point where I eventually helped two businesses grow. And I kind of took it back and, and said, like, if I'm already helping businesses grow, what is stopping me from helping my own business grow? Like what, you know, what is it? And when COVID hit, and we all kind of took a pause. That's honestly when I took my own reflection. I sat back and was like, you know what, 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 what the hell am I waiting for? Like, if anything, this is the perfect time. There's like nothing mm-hmm. to do. Just start writing a business plan. Just kind of like see what flows after that. And um, when everybody was, you know, staying indoors, everybody started getting that crave for plants and having their own little oasis in their own home and actually seeing that it did help them. And that's kind of what started our our business helping people learn about plants and um kind of when things started reopening I was just like yeah I can't go back to a regular job I I need to push mystic roots I need to do as much as I can with it and actually develop it into a whole company we're only doing this because we know that it's helped us you know we're not just saying this to just kind of like promote plants and have it as a business but it's more as in it is in our roots and it has helped us and and I feel like that's what we want to share with the world because especially now that everybody's so stuck in technology as well, I feel like embedding these green roots mm-hmm. will only help because we're always fast pacing and in, the, in this lifestyle. And so I feel like having plants and having a touch of soil in, in your in your home and like, you know, just having that greenery around oh you, God, you can't yeah. bring the outside to you, but you can bring the some sort of, of it, you know, indoors. And I feel like that's kind of what our mission is, is just to remind people to stay in touch with their roots. Something that has always stuck with me about Stephanie Um, is first females I'd ever hung out with that I feel like she was truly rooting for me. Like up until that point in my life, like makes me emotional because I feel like every female friend I had, like if I was succeeding, they were either jealous Mm. or were trying to do something to kind of like hinder that success. Or even Mm -hmm. talk me out of it, you know, be like, oh, well, like, you shouldn't take that risk. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, because, and I don't even think, Mm -hmm. I'm sure not all of it was intentional, but it was just a pattern I kept noticing with my female friendships was like, there was this idea that if I was succeeding, that meant they couldn't. And Mm -hmm. this idea that there wasn't enough room for everyone to succeed. And that's so not true. Stephanie was the first woman I ever hung out with that she wanted me to succeed so bad. And like, (laughs) <laughs> she was basically a stranger, but she was just there cheering me on. And like, I felt that genuine desire for her to watch me grow. And like, she was at the, like, she saw me at my worst when we opened the studio. I mean, it was yeah. not easy. Like there were times when we had yeah. days of like no one showing up for classes. Right. I mean, like, and literally I'm just sitting there like, how are we going to pay rent this month? Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? I'm sitting there crying. And she was just there, like, just being like, right. you know what? Like, you've got this, like, you're still awesome. Like, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. And, like, she would go out and find people, like, random people and, like, drag them to yoga. And, like, just having that kind of support from another female was unheard of for me. It made me realize, like, 
there are people out there who right. me and Stephanie were polar. Like we were not even really, we don't even have that much in common, <laughs> yeah. but like just that, that mutual respect for each other, that idea that we could both like create something awesome for ourselves and be there mm-hmm. for each other throughout the whole thing was just huge for me. And it's kind of had like a domino effect because it's just now I feel like both of our circles are filled with these people who just want nothing but to see other people succeed. Like that starts to attract other people and then you start to want that for other people too. And it's just really cool. We can all be successful, Mm -hmm. even if it's doing the same thing. I've had my best friends look at me in the eye and tell me like, yep, I can't be happy for you. I took it like at least, like at least they got to a place where they could acknowledge that it was a reflection of them and not me. I think I was lucky enough to have them be self-aware enough to be like, I'm so sorry, but where I'm at in life, yeah. it's, I'm yeah. struggling to see other people succeed and be happy. And, and it was, it was a hard like pill to swallow because I was trying to not take it personally. Also, who, who do you share these, these accomplishments with, you know, that's also, cause that's also you something you want to share. It's something that you want to right. scream out to the world sometimes, and that's why it is needed to to have this support system because yeah. there's just so much behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see, but they only see that accomplishment that took you freaking forever, yeah. you know, to do. Mm-hmm. They probably dragged you through the mud, but nobody gets to see right. that. As- mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, at least I know when I first opened a business, a lot of people had this perception that being a business owner or an entrepreneur meant that you were just automatically successful. Like they don't see you in the trenches, you know, like they don't see the tears that come with it, the sleepless nights, like that, not knowing where your next Mm. like rent money is going to come from. Like they don't see that. Mm. All they see is your Instagram and they're like, oh, well, like she's got it Mm. made. She's just living her life, doing whatever. You're like, no, like I'm working Mm -hmm. my ass off every single day. And like, so people just don't Mm -hmm. see that side of things. So I think it's important to know that sometimes it's not even because like, Part of me for a while was like, yeah. I'm just going to cut off anyone who isn't happy for me. You know, like I'm just, I'm done with them because they suck. And then I was like, you know, that's, that's not even, that's mm-hmm. not fair to them because that is a reflection of something they have going on in their life. And I feel like it's more mm-hmm. just learning, like Stephanie said, like, who are you sharing it with? Is it someone who, you know, right. like it's gotten to the point where there are certain things I don't want to share with certain people because I know that their reaction yeah. is going to be lackluster. Like it's not going to make me feel yeah. good. So there's no point mm-hmm. versus if I text someone yeah. like Stephanie, or if I were mm-hmm. to, you know, message you, Shane, like you would be like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like you're going to hype right. me up. And that's, that's what I mm-hmm. want. <laughs> like, so I think it's more just like <laughs> learning who to keep in what parts right. of your life and how to interact right. with those people. And I'll always believe yin and yang and for every low is an equal high. And for us, I think for entrepreneurs, it's like, I see it as like those lows mm-hmm. are gonna, I'm going to feel those lows in an equal high in, in this yeah. business. And that is <laughs> going to be worth it a hundred times out of a hundred times. And also, you know, who are you sharing I, with? I hate that we live in a society where bragging is considered a bad thing. Because I feel like sometimes <laughs> you deserve to brag. Like if you work hard yeah. on something and then you succeed, yeah. like Sleepless please brag. Night. Like yes. Like I've always hated oh that because yeah. I hear that a lot about like in yoga classes even. Like I'll hear people be like, oh well, like she's doing handstands over there. Like she's a show off, or like she's just bragging about like what she can do. And I'm like, no. Like she put in the work. Like you deserve to show off. You deserve to brag. You deserve mm-hmm. to feel proud. So true. Yes. Like whether it's child's <laughs> pose or like a yeah. one fingered handstand, <laughs> celebrate. I that is so true because I've been on both ends like at the start of my yoga yeah when I barely knew what (laughs) like someone would say warrior two I'd be like what's that right and 
wanting to wanting to feel <laughs> wanting to feel safe in that phase of my journey and wanting to feel so good today. <laughs> I'm gonna do a handstand before I chaturanga or whatever it is. And what, wanting to yeah, just wanting to feel love in wherever I showed up, wherever I was that day, that moment. Um, if you wanted to leave if you wanted to say like your Instagram handle, so people listening could give you some love, give you a follow, follow your journey, um, or if uh, or if you just wanted to give like Misfits and Mystic, um, the Misfit Studio Instagram is Misfit Studio NC for North Carolina. Um, so Misfit Studio NC. Uh, the Mystic Roots page is Mystic Roots Co. Sweet, awesome, thank you, ladies. And to everyone listening, definitely check both of them out. For I sure. mean, there's plenty of ways to yes. be involved with Misfits and Mystics, even if you're not in North Carolina. <laughs> These ladies, as you can tell, are the most loving and supporting women ever. So wherever you are listening, whatever you're doing, um, they are here for you. We're here for you. So definitely don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, this is a community Thank of women you. who want to be here for you so thank you both again for coming i am so grateful for your time this is shane on back to basic breath and we will see you next time y'all